0: CHAPTER ONE OF PURSUIT BY LESTER DEL Rey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. PURSUIT BY LESTER DEL Rey. CHAPTER ONE FEAR CUT THROUGH THE UNCONSCIOUS MIND OF WILBUR HAWKS With almost physical violence it tightened his throat, and Knifed at his heart it darted into his numbed brain screaming at him He was a soft egg in a vast globe of elastic gelatin two creatures swam menacingly through the resisting globe toward him The gelatin fought against them, but they came on One was near and made a mystic pass He screamed at it and the gelatin grew stronger throwing them back and away suddenly The creatures drew back a door opened and they were gone But he couldn't let them go if they escaped Hawks jerked upright in his bed gasping out a hoarse cry and the sound of his own voice completed the awakening He opened his eyes to the murky darkness that was barely relieved by the little nightlight for a second the nightmare was so strong on his mind that he seemed to see two shadows beyond the door rushing down the steps He fought off the illusion and with straining senses jerked his head around the room there was nothing there Sweat was beating on his forehead and he could feel his pulse racing. He had to get out had to leave at once He forced the idea aside There was something cloudy in his mind and he made reason take over and shove away some of the heavy fear his fingers found a cigarette and lighted it automatically the first familiar breath of smoke in his lungs helped he drew in deeply again while the tiny sounds in the room became meaningful there was the incessant ticking of the clock and the soft shushing sound of a tape recorder he stared at the machine running on fast rewind and reversed it to play but the tape seemed to be blank or erased he crushed the cigarette out on the tabletop where other butts lay in disorder It looked wrong and his mind leaped up in sudden frantic fear before he could comment again This time reason echoed his emotional unease Hawks had never smoked before But his fingers were already lighting another by old habit His thoughts lurched seeking for an answer There was only a vague sense of something missing a period of time seemed to have passed It felt like a long period, but he had no memory of it There had been the final fight with Irma. Then he'd gone stalking out of the house, telling her to get a divorce any way she wanted. He'd opened the mailbox and taken out a letter. A letter from a professor. His mind refused to go any further. There was only a complete blank after that. But it had been in midwinter, and now he could make out the faint outlines of full-leaved trees against the sky through the window. Months had gone by. And there was no faintest trace of them in his mind they'll get you you can't escape hurry go go the cigarette fell from his shaking hands and he was half out of the bed before the rational part of his mind could cut off the fear thoughts he flipped on the light afraid of the darkness it didn't help the room was dusty as if unused for months and there was a cobweb in one corner by the mirror his own face shocked him. It was the same lean, sharp-figured face as ever, under a shock of nondescript sandy hair. His ears stuck out too much, and his lips were a trifle too thin. It looked no more than his thirty years, but it was a strained face now, painted with weeks of fatigue and grayish with fear, sweat-streaked, and with nervous tension in every corded tendon of his throat. His somewhat bony, average-height figure shook visibly as he climbed from the bed Hawk stood fighting himself trying to get back in the bed but it was a losing battle something seemed to swing up from the corners of the room as if a shadow moved he jerked his head toward it but there was nothing there he heard his breath rasp harshly and his knuckles whitened there was a taste of blood in the corner of his mouth where he was biting his lips get out they'll be here at once leave go his hands were already fumbling with his underclothing he drew on briefs jerkily and grabbed for a shirt and suit he had never seen before he was no longer thinking now blind panic was winning he thrust his feet into shoes not bothering with socks a slip of paper fell from his coat with big scrawled Greek letters he saw only the last line as it fell to the floor some equation that ended with the infinity sign. Then Psi and Alpha connected by a dash. The Alpha sign had been scratched out, and something written over it. He tried to reach it, and more papers spilled from his coat pocket. The fear washed up more strongly. He forgot the papers. Even the cigarettes were too far away for him to return to them. His wallet lay on the chair, and he barely grabbed it before the urge overpowered him completely the doorknob slipped in his sweaty hands but he managed to turn it the elevator wasn't at his floor and he couldn't stop for it his feet pounded on the stairs taking him down the three floors to the street at a breakneck pace the walls of the stairway seemed to rush together as if trying to close the way he screamed at them until they were behind and he was charging out of the front door a half drunken couple was coming in, a fat old man and a slim girl he barely saw. He hit them, throwing them aside. He jerked from the entrance. Cars were streaming down West End Avenue. He dashed across, paying no attention to them. His rush carried him onto the opposite sidewalk. Then, finally, the blank panic left him, and he was leaning against a building, gasping for breath. And wondering whether his heart could endure the next beat. Across the street, the fat man he had hit was coming after him. Hawks gathered himself together to apologize, but the words never came. A second blinding horror hit at him, and his eyes darted upward to the windows of his apartment. It was only a tiny glow at first, like a drop from the heart of a sun. Then, before he could more than blink, it spread until the whole apartment seemed to blaze a gout of smoke poured from the shattered window and a dull concussion struck his ears the infernally bright flame flickered leaped outward from the window and died down almost as quickly as it had come leaving twisted half molten metal where the window frames had been they'd almost gotten him Hawks felt his legs weaken and quiver while his eyes remained glued to the spot that had lighted the whole street a second before they'd tried but he'd escaped in time it must have been a thermite bomb nothing but thermite could be that hot he had never imagined that even such a bomb could give so much heat so quickly where in the tape recorder he waited numbly expecting more fire but the brief flame seemed to have died out completely He shook his head, unbelievingly, and started to cross the street again, to survey the damage, or to join the crowd that was beginning to collect. Fear surged up in him again, halting his steps as if he'd struck a physical barrier. With it came the sound of an auto horn, the button held down permanently. His eyes darted down the street to see a long, gray sedan with old-fashioned running boards coming around the corner on two wheels. Its brakes screeched, and it skidded to a halt beside Hawks' apartment building. A slim young man in gray tweeds slept out of it and came to a stop. He threw back heavy black hair with a toss of his head and ran into the crowd that parted to let him through. Someone began pointing toward Hawks. Hawks tried to slide around the corner without being seen, but a flashlight in the young man's hand pinpointed him a yell went up there he goes his feet sounded hopelessly on the sidewalk as he dashed up toward broadway but behind came the sound of others in pursuit and the shouting was becoming a meaningless babble as others took it up there was no longer any doubt someone was certainly after him there'd been no time to turn in an alarm over the fire in his apartment they'd been coming for him before that started What hideous crime had he committed during the period he couldn't remember? Or what spy ringing had encircled him? He had no time to think of the questions, even. He ducked into a thin swarm of a few people leaving a theater, just as the pursuing group rounded the corner, with the slim young man in the lead. Their cries were enough. Hands reached for him from the theater crowd, and a foot stretched out to trip him up. Terror lent speed to his legs, but he could never outdistance them as long as others picked up the chase. A sudden blast of heat struck down, and the air was golden and hazy above him. He staggered sideways, blinded by the glare. The crowd was screaming in fear now, no longer holding him back. He felt the edge of a subway entrance. There was no other choice he ducked down the steps while his vision slowly returned and risked a glance back at the street just as the whole entrance came down in a wreck of broken wood and metal a clap of thundering noise sounded above him drowning out the hoarse screams of the people the few persons in the station rushed for the fallen entrance to mill about it crazily just as the train pulled in Hawkes started toward it and then realized His pursuers would suspect that whatever frightful weapon had been used against him had backfired on them, but they'd catch him at the next stop. He found a space at the end of the platform and dropped off, skirting behind the train and avoiding the high-voltage rails. The uptown platform held only three people, and they seemed to be too busy at the other end, trying to see the wreckage, to notice him he vaulted onto it and dashed into the men's room the few contents of his coat pocket came out quickly and he began to stuff them into his trousers he shoved the coat into a garbage can wet his hair and slicked it back and opened his shirt collar the change didn't make much of a disguise but they wouldn't be expecting him to show up so near where he entered his skin prickled as he came out but he fought down the sickness in his stomach a few drops of rain were beginning to fall and the crowd around the accident was thinning out that might help him or it might prove more dangerous he had to chance it he stopped to buy a paper maintaining an air of casual interest in the crowd what happened he asked the newsstand attendant jerked his eyes back from the excitement reluctantly Damned if I know. Someone said ball lightning came down and broke over there. Caved in the entrance. Nobody's hurt seriously, they say. I was just stacking up to go home when I heard it go off. Didn't see it. Just saw the entrance fall in. Hawks picked up his change and turned back across Broadway, pretending he was studying the paper. The dateline showed it was July 10th just seven months from the beginning of his memory lapse he couldn't believe that there had been time enough for any group to invent a heat ray if such a thing could exist yet nothing else would explain the two sudden bursts of flame he had seen even if it could be invented it could hardly be used in public for anything less than a national emergency what had happened in the seven blanked out months End of Chapter One of Pursuit by Lester Del Rey